You're listening to the Missionary Perspective Podcast with veteran missionaries Eric Johnson and Joshua Mead. We're glad you could join us. We trust this podcast will be both a blessing and a challenge as we relate topics in world evangelism from a missionary perspective. Now, here's Josh and Eric. I got to imagine in all your days, Kyle, that's one of the most exciting days, you know, that time in your life. But yet, I'm a missionary, you're a missionary. There are a lot of tough days. And though we have this amazing rejoicing, we're going to back up a little bit and we're going to talk a little bit about how you've handled the difficult days. I mean, just being a missionary by ourselves in anywhere in the world can be difficult, let alone literally on the bottom of the world in a very, very uh, an area where there's <laughs> there's nobody seemingly. And uh, if they're there, they're spread out. You have to go find them. And then when you find them, they may not even want to talk to you. So you had a post a few uh, months or years ago about dealing with depression or loneliness on the mission field and some of the things the Lord had directed you, practically speaking and spiritually. And I remember uh, reading that and being very uh, blessed by it. And I wanted you to kind of go walk us through that a little bit because there are great days, but a lot of times, like everybody else, there are difficult days. And how has the Lord taught you to deal with some loneliness and depression there on the mission field? Yeah, well, way to kill the mood, brother. Uh, that's great. Uh, just kidding. Oh. Hey, these are <laughs> yeah, these are important things to talk about, really. And, I, and I'm grateful that uh, more and more these days, uh, the subject of mental health is is being talked about in churches and, and among Christians and um, and sometimes it's not as simple as, well, brother, you just need to pray more. Uh, you're just not reading the Bible exactly. enough. And um, and so I'm, I'm thankful, you know, that there's some some help out there. And I'll say this. I am far, far from an expert. You know, I feel like asking me about uh, mental health, asking me about mental health is like is like asking a kid, a guy whose kids are in prison, how to raise children, you know, and uh <laughs> So we'll, we'll do our best here. Um, let me say this. As a teenager, I fell into a deep depression uh, before I was saved. Um, so without getting into too many details, the, the worst aspects were self-mutilation, um, insomnia, and just a general feeling of hopelessness. When I was 16, uh, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, and I was placed on antidepressant medicines um, then at, at 17 year old, at 17 years old, I got saved, and that's when really everything changed for me, and I was full of hope. Um, I'll say this: uh, my my mental health ailments never completely went away mm-hmm. um, to this day, but it's very different now because Jesus helps me to overcome them. At this point in my life, and and I'm going to be very vulnerable hill here. I, I still struggle with, with feeling very down at times and with insomnia as well. And so uh, I, I just kind of put together a little list here of things that, um, that are things that I aim for that are helpful in coping with uh, mental health issues. I don't know if you want me to just kind of get into yeah. those and just start listing yeah, them absolutely. off. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So for me is uh, first off Bible reading. I uh, just need to get into the scriptures and the scriptures need to saturate your heart and your mind. You need to memorize, you need to meditate. Um, and, and most importantly, you need to believe so that that faith becomes action and uh, believing the scriptures then um, turns into uh, works. Um, so Bible reading, prayer, 
Here's here's a big one for me, and uh, uh, it's you need to be a dictator in your own mind. Mm. Uh, you need to say this is not something that we're going to talk. We're, we're not going to think about this. We're not mm-hmm. going to believe this um, because this goes against the knowledge of God, and we're going to put some handcuffs on that thought, and we're going to make it a prisoner, take it captive, uh, so that it obeys Jesus. And so kind of that, that idea of putting off and putting on, you got to really practice that in your mind. Um, here's a big one. Exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise is very healthy, very good. Um, and it, it affects, it affects your mental health as well. Um, sleep, mm-hmm. sleep. You need to get onto Google and find out how many hours of sleep somebody your age and your gender is supposed to be having each night, and you need to make sure you're in that bracket and you're getting enough sleep. Um, you got to sleep, and if you're like me and you've got problems with uh, insomnia, then you've got to you got to take uh, measures to where you can sleep. You got to weigh yourself out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, exercise, mm-hmm. um, get yourself a good bed. I think mm-hmm. a, a bed mm-hmm. should be probably the most expensive furniture in the house. Get yourself a good bed. And if you haven't bought a new bed in the last five years, it's probably time to get a new bed. Um, turn off your cell phone. Get rid of the TV in the bedroom. Don't eat large meals real late. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, they sleep better when they drink something warm like chamomile or maybe like a nighttime mm-hmm. tea or something. Definitely needs to be caffeine free. <laughs> I yes. gave up caffeine for this very reason uh, in 2019 on furlough. And, um, I've gotten to a point where I'm so sensitive to, ca- if I drink caffeine afternoon, then that night I won't sleep till probably three, four or five in the morning. I'm, wow. I'm like hyper sensitive to, wow. to caffeine and, and maybe that'd be good for you to just get rid of caffeine altogether. Um, I know that'll get me killed in some circles to sit, talk uh, like I'm that. Not, I'm not sure about that. We'll talk about that later, but yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to have to just kind of blurt that out, you know, <laughs> um, uh, have a balanced diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that will affect your body a lot. Uh, here's a big one. I think especially among our, our Baptist friends, um, news, you need mm. to tone it down with the news. You really need to limit heavily how much news intake that you're doing and 100%. be really careful about not getting too obsessed with politics and, oh. and the state of the world today, because that, that just kind of lends itself towards anxiety. Yes. Um, here's, here's one. I won't go into too many details because of uh, mixed, you know, audience, whatever, but intimacy is important in marriage. Uh, yes, that sir. also will affect you in that, uh, in that health, um, mental health, mm-hmm. uh, be, be careful about the kind of entertainment that you, you watch or listen to, um, that affects you a lot as well. Here's a big one. And this helped me a lot during the pandemic, um, serve others. Yes. Serve yes. I was I was dealing with a suicidal man uh, mm. about two years ago. Our region has the highest rate of suicide in all of Chile. Mm. Uh, and the city that we're planting a church in, Puerto Aysen, um, has the it's the single city in Chile with the highest rate of suicide. And wow. so uh, d- depression and hopelessness here, you know, sorrow without hope is a is a very serious problem. It's actually one of the reasons why we decided to name the church. It's called Iglesia Biblica Bautista Esperanza. Esperanza. We put it as hope. 
Amen. But um, serving others, mm-hmm. serving others. I was dealing with this man who was struggling with thoughts of suicide. And if you're listening and you're struggling with thoughts of suicide, there are people around you who love you and you need to mm-hmm. reach out. Reach out to your pastor at the local church. Um, and if there's literally no one in your life you can reach out to, me and Eric are here. Reach out to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd love to talk with you and help guide you through some of these things. So I was um, I was dealing with this man, and we were doing uh, biblical counseling and studying the scriptures together and prayer. And uh, he was having a hard time advancing, getting getting kind of over that hump. And I, I said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do, Matias. Um, we're going to go visit poor families, mm-hmm. and we're going to take them groceries. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, we took groceries to hundreds of families um, sure. in our city here. And so we went to some of the most difficult home situations in town so that mm-hmm. he could see that. I wanted him to open his eyes and to see that. That's actually something that affected me um, when I was in one of the lowest points of my life. Right before I got saved, I went on mm-hmm. um, a short-term little missions trip. It was just a few days. We crossed the border into Baja, California, and there was this little child who came up to me and looked like he hadn't showered in weeks, and his his clothes were all tattered, and he was barefoot, and he looks up to me, and he holds up some gum, and he goes, chicle, 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 and he wanted me to buy gum from him, (laughs) and I realized something. Uh, My cushy life in North Orange County you know, in, in a home worth how much money, uh, in a family with four or five cars, um, <laughs> my life's not so bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and being able to see that affected me, affected my heart yeah. um, to serve others and to, uh, to kind of get out of that wallowing self-pity that had become my, uh, my pattern in my brain and in my heart. And so serve others. I think that's a big one. Uh, friendship, mm-hmm. have good friendship. I've got a friend and he'll probably end up listening to this too. I'll send him the link. Uh, his name is James Hearn. And, and we just, you know, we, we connected on the internet so many years ago and we just became friends when I was on furlough, I got to go preach at his church. And so we met in person and we text all the time and he's actually in just a couple of weeks, he'll be down here in Patagonia with mm-hmm. us. Yes. And he's just a good friend. Um, I'm just thankful for and have good friendships. Um, you know, your your best friendship needs to be your spouse and, and mm-hmm. be surrounded with a lot of other good friends as well. You know, if, if you're listening to this list of things and, and you're thinking, oh, there's some things there that I can work on um, that I think will be a help to me in that area, uh, work on it, you know, and, and pray mm-hmm. about it with a friend. And, but maybe, hey, maybe you think I've tried all that. I've done all that. I've worked on all that. And, and yet I'm still struggling uh, with my mental health. Um, if that's your situation, do not lose hope. You know, there mm-hmm. are better days ahead. Things yeah. will get better. Um, there, and there's always the possibility that you have some sort of a physical or organic issue um, mm-hmm. that maybe only a medical doctor can help you with. Um, I know what I'm saying right now, and, and maybe in days gone by, or even in some circles now is almost as bad as heresy, you know, but um, there, there, there's nothing wrong with taking out an appointment yeah. with a family medicine doctor and explaining to them what's going on. Tell them what you're mm-hmm. going through, uh, get all the tests done, find out if you've yeah. got some sort of a vitamin deficiency, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're not getting enough sun, 
uh, find out if you've got a hormone problem or a mm-hmm. thyroid issue. I mean, there are so many things that could be going on in this uh, in this amazing body that God designed for you. Um, usually, mental health issues can be handled spiritually, um, mm-hmm. or even just with a medical doctor. Um, but but if those things don't work, then I, I would recommend as like a uh, a last resort, you know. Um, that you could look into seeing a Christian psychologist or psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and maybe if you've got apprehensions about that, talk with your pastor about it. Mm-hmm. And me as a pastor, if, um, I've actually taken people who I felt like in biblical counseling, I wasn't capable of helping them with the, their issue that they were going to. I have driven them to a psychiatrist and I've mm-hmm. offered to sit in with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you're scared of something like that, I'll bet your pastor would, would maybe consider going with you or, or a trusted yeah. friend. But um, anyway, those are just some of my thoughts uh, about mental health. Some of the things that um, I'm, I'm trying to work on here myself as well. And maybe there'll be a blessing to someone else. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing those, especially uh, not just sharing them, but uh, kind of pulling the curtain back and talking about your life. I think you mentioned this. It is something that maybe in our circles wasn't something mentioned as much um, many years ago. But I thank the Lord that people are being more honest and open and upfront. And I think the main reason is we all want to see people uh, live healthy, happy lives, lives that are uh, full of joy, lives that are fulfilled and um I want to reiterate what Kyle is saying, and Lord willing, next a number of weeks, my mentor in the faith, a uh, former missionary here, who now actually has a Christian <coughs> counseling organization called Sela International, Chris and Dawn Phillips, um, they minister specifically to missionaries and pastors. And, you know, Chris is usually one of the first guys I call when I have a really, really difficult counseling situation in our church. And very often when he's talking, he, he one of the things he said, you know, when we have people come in, one of the first things we do is they we, they have physical checkups. They have their blood work done. They It's not just spiritual, which that is the main focus, obviously, um, but they do check on their physical bodies. And so that that's why I found it so appealing, this list that Kyle wrote a number of uh, months back that really kind of had a, a whole bunch of different aspects. It had a spiritual side. It had a physical side. It had a mental side. It had a, what I call a, a different kind of spirit, more of our human spirit. And that's with friendship. You know, there is obviously the, the, the spiritual side with the Lord, but you know, specifically when you're in places like Patagonia, but really most missionaries experience loneliness. And uh, recently I was having lunch with a missionary and we were sharing I won't say we were we were sharing negative things, but you know, hearing his difficulty, hearing my difficulty, there was an encouragement in that that we're not alone in our difficulties, and we also share our joys. That's why I wanted to share Kyle's story of provision as well. But friendship is so very important. But also, I like to just kind of put a button on this: that relationship with your wife is, is so important. Um, you know, if you're lonely as a missionary, let me tell you. I know your wife is lonely too. And so you guys have to work at it, whether it's going off to conferences, it's listening to podcasts together, it's walking together, whatever the best way you can do it. Uh, these are This is a great list. And if you're listening today, you're going to want to rewind that and go over that again. So thanks, uh, Kyle, for sharing that and bearing your soul. And um, with that, I kind of want to transition towards the end of the podcast. And um, though it wasn't necessarily on his list, I know Kyle would agree with this. One of the things that helps our spirit is listening to and singing uh, music to the Lord. 
And for those of you who don't know, Kyle and his wife and his family too, they are very musically inclined. Kyle has a very good voice. His wife has a very good voice. They sing. They've actually uh, made a few CDs. I'm going to have in a little bit. Uh, Kyle's going to explain us where you can find those. I have both English and Spanish. I was explaining to Kyle that in one of our sister churches we've started, uh, before the church service, we were playing their music very loudly so the whole community could hear it. And uh, it's very good, Christ-honoring music and uh, some some songs that are uh, ones that you would hear in, in different, you know, they're newer songs, but they're sung so well and great spirit. And uh, Kyle, where did that love for music come? When did, when did you come to be playing music and singing unto the Lord? Well, you know, music has been a long story in my life. And as we're coming to a close on the podcast, I'm not going to drag this out. Um, <laughs> but uh, at one point, I was the lead singer of a death metal band. And that's a wow, long That is a story. podcast in itself. <laughs> But, uh, you know, um, the Lord has just kind of put a song in our heart and we we just love singing to him and using our voices for him. And so um, I, I really enjoy listening to, to good conservative music and and uh, and we love playing and singing, too. And boy, the church services in our church here, people just belting out the hymns with their whole heart mm-hmm. and. I, it just kind of transports me to heaven, and and so I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Well, um, before we get to the close, I think you maybe would uh, play a song for us. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll sing a song. Um, maybe over there on the island, y'all are familiar with this song as well. It's a there's a Spanish hymn that I learned in Chile and I'd never heard before, and it's uh, "En busca de obreros." And I don't know if you guys know that song, but um, pick around here. I had the pick. There's one on that guitar. Would you mind grabbing it for me? So the um, <clears throat> I had never heard it in English before, and somehow we stumbled upon it in English. It's actually originally an English hymn. Uh, we thought it only existed in Spanish, and so we learned it. And it's on um, it's on our second english cd that's it's actually the title track it's called far and near and mm. so uh we're gonna sing that song we haven't sang this song i don't think since you, 2000. you need to introduce somebody you're forgetting somebody uh-oh i've been forgetting the most important uh, person in the room <laughs> this is my wife annie hello this is the reason why we sound good <laughs> annie's voice i understand that and if we and, and this is the reason we look good as well. <laughs> so, I understand that as well. I told Eric that before the podcast, I was working, you know, I was on uh, hair and makeup. But um, I don't think if I was hair and makeup for 24 hours, I still don't think we'd be able to improve. <laughs> but uh, I think we'll be having here with me. Well, very good. You want to go ahead and sing uh, Far and Near here? Absolutely. Gather in 
tremendous voice. There's a gentleman in our church, Brother Elias, is the same. And I always say, when I get to heaven, that's what I'm going to sound like. So praise the Lord that you used your talent instead of a death metal band, using it for the king. So amen to that. Thank you for playing that for us. That's a great encouragement to us. And um, tell, why don't you tell us a little bit about where people can find some of your music? Sure. You know, if you're interested in hearing our music, we've got some music on iTunes. If you look up The Sheridans, we have a couple of CDs on there. One is the, the song we just sang called Far and Near. And another one is called His Mercy is More. And then we've also got Spanish music available on iTunes. And we've got some music on Spotify. So if you want to hear us in Spanish, look up Los, L-O-S, Sheridan, our last name. And then if you want to hear us in English, look up The Sheridans. And if you have any hard time finding it, you could always get in touch with us. Our website has links and stuff. It's called uh, Sheridans2Patagonia.com. Or we're also on Facebook, Kyle and Annie Sheridan. Well, that's great. I encourage everyone to go get some of that music, English and Spanish. I enjoy both. Um, in conclusion, Kyle, how can we be praying for you and your ministry uh, in the next uh, number of months and maybe years? Thanks, brother. I appreciate that a lot. Um, our biggest need is for laborers. Um, if you could possibly make it a matter of daily or weekly prayer, or maybe whenever you see somebody walking around with the Patagonia logo, you know, <laughs> stop in that moment and pray for the Sheridans and ask that the Lord would send laborers into the harvest of Patagonia. We've got a great need here. And uh, we're, I don't think we're, going to be getting overpopulated anytime soon with missionaries. <laughs> so please uh, just pray about that with us. We'd be very grateful. Amen. Well, if you'd like to reach out to Kyle, as you mentioned, he's on all different platforms there. Reach out to them. They'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks, Kyle, for joining us today. Thanks for sharing your testimony. The, the good days and the tough days, uh, that's one of the encouraging things uh, that we want to share with Missionary Perspective Podcast is that uh, 
you know, they're real life people on the mission field serving the Lord and the Lord is doing great things. And uh, we want to share those stories. So thanks again for being with us. Uh, Josh, I'll be back next week with a new episode. Um, please share this with people who you feel might be encouraged by it. Like I mentioned before, not everybody listens to our podcast as a pastor and missionary. Lots of lay people in the church, uh, people who have secular jobs, like to listen to their car and they're driving. And I do believe Kyle's testimony and his family's testimony would be a blessing to you. So this is Eric Johnson saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.